So, uh, yeah, the uh, full message to the reader, is there anything distinctive about the message? It is because it is by the hand of the working pastor. For most of an adult's life has been given primary responsibility by getting the message of our lives to women in the pulpit for the Bible, which is lectern in the Bible, it studies the mountains retreats. So the conversations to the hospitals and the nursing homes over coffee in the kitchens, strolling on an ocean beach is the lessons of the Bible's contemporary language by Eugene H. Peterson. <clears throat> the message grew from the soil and the work for 40 years of pastoral uh, thinking. It has worked in the task of the Word of God for the forms, translation of forms, human lives, the form of transformation of human planted seed, which is in soil, the seed of Abraham and seeds of words of the Bible it says it uh, grew and it matured and it came later to do the work that now is the message so often you know we might the boss might have said hey take the day off you know it's often you know walking through an orchard in a harvest time plucking the formed apples and the peaches and the plums of the laden branches there's hardly a page in the Bible that um, <laughs> Adam did not see but on the same way of men and women it was the saints and the seeds of Abraham to whom who his pastor had verified the nature of their culture he says well you know Kenneth Covenant he asks he says well why didn't I start off with my pastor you know, and uh, Kenneth Coven, uh, he said he began vocational life as a teacher. And in several years, he taught the biblical languages, the Hebrew, and the Greeks, and the theological seminaries. And he, he expected for you and others to live in the rest of all professions of thy scholar and thy teachings to writing and study. And literally, sometimes it might not be, it's the saltine cracker. It's the salt salt of the earth. And life took sudden vocational pastorings to congregations. You know, he is now plunged in quite a different world. He, the first, he must take a noticeable difference and seem to care that much about uh, when, when they say the Bible and the transformation of the studies that retreats the conversations through house hospitals and nursing homes and coffee kitchens strolling it, it, it is it's, uh, it seems to be like it's a message that's what the, the Lord wanted to speak to me uh, to you today it's the, the difference that it says that Somebody seemed to care so much about the Bible that recently he paid attention for the others to teach him. And virtually knowing nothing about it, he read it. So, uh, 
<clears throat> going through the familiarity, you reduce uh, like another word, like they could say the word cliche. That's a word that that's a pestilence. It's like sick, the the unborn, the dying, the tired, and, and uh, the weary. You know, they're tired. They're tired of fighting a war that was brought upon us by the Chinese. It was interesting enough, uh, considering the works of Abraham and getting his words into the Bible and the heads of the hearts, because Jesus knew his message, and uh, when he spoke the message that they believed, and, and they found in the newspapers and the magazines and, and, the, and, and, and the videos, the Pulp Fiction, to their taste to be a taste of censorship. You know, I'm not going to let... It says, well, okay, uh, it might be a form of adultery, uh, but uh, sometimes uh, it's easy to get caught up in the devil and the life's work and responsibility to get uh, the very things for people to listen, to really listen to the message of the book. In our own hearts, uh, it says that we might have our work cut out for us. You know, uh, it says that we lived in two languages of the worlds, the worlds of the, the Bible and the world of today. Uh, it might be assumed that in the same world, but it says these these people see it the same way that necessary to them. What the hell do they know about nature? For God has came to you and he has become a true translator and your eyes will see. Although uh, it wouldn't have called to them at that time. Uh, wherever uh, you might want to call it when you know they, bought, they plowed the fields, uh, they got the oxes, uh, the, the workhorse, the owners of the land to take over the land and suggest uh, they, they start teaching a new language. Uh, the Bible, for God, uses to create to save us. He says, heal and bless us and judge rule over us. For the language today, uh, it is gossip, and they tell stories. And is is the is a king? Is it the the creator uh, Jesus uh, giving directions to do business and sing songs to talk to our children? All those some of the old biblical languages uh, are powerful, and it was pretty much uh, Hebrew versus the Greeks. And that's how it started. You know, children, they wanted to ask, say, well, how I, how can I learn a language that uh, I don't already know? And keeping uh, their work underground uh, and speech, giving energy to sharpness of words and phrases, is expanding the imagination that working to hear the language of the Bible's language today has languages, two different languages in the Bible. Okay, um, the, and it goes on like this, uh, you know, we did for 30 years in congregation that one day, April 30th, 1990, I was 10 years old, I got a letter from the editor asking me to work on versions, uh, I was in school, I was, you know, drawing at the time, and, uh, I was really reading the, uh, 
uh, to uh, brother uh, Garrett Leopard about uh, Todd McFarland and about uh, it wasn't an end times it was an icon and Todd McFarland had uh, he was a prophet uh, that has some deep regret regret uh, uh, the word I want to use is regret. Men use the word regret because they regret things that they can't see or they can't change or they can't make happen. And to know what the Bible is read and able to be all to be listened to by them, those people will lose interest. They'll lose interest in reading the Bible or other literary works uh, like Sophia Kassock and Umberto Eco. The things that they can't understand, but they can see that that will be important for a standard study. Adam had a skill to actually be able to read, and uh, most of the time it was literally Eden, you know, out in the wilderness. And he would sing to his wife, and he would call her. He says, "Come, let uh, let me make a love making spot for you." And read order to live for pray unto the river God that just as you may as uh, such as like prophets of Eugene H. Peterson so the message of reading the first things and just reading the Bible is we can enter in a new world of worlds find ourselves in conversation with God you know uh, Adam spoke with Eve you know he said literally uh, God and his first works uh, it was his last works you know uh Eve had to soon realize that it included for generations for Bible uh, readers to understand he he read the, the wilderness. And in the Bible it teaches us uh, that for in, certain insiders for uh, conversation it uses God's words to bless us. And those that teach and guide it says we want you to try to bless them because we aren't all used to doing this and uh, reading the books to explain things that tell us that what they want us to do they inspire us and they they try to entertain us so um we're all used to reading the books and god's revealing message people just like men and women in god's image and this is how god works all at the same time, he says he reveals his opus, open honesty and invitation to command and uh, go make work thy uh, according, go out, find thy food, and bring back. And I will make a love making spot, love making spot. Uh, large it was Adam when he worked he he, uh, he found tools you know he he made uh, large love making spots you know for everybody and all the creature all the, the all the creatures wilderness he, he, was, he was making a love making spot for men and uh, going on that reveals us and God's invitation uh, it says you participate in life making those works in life and you realize the insider's most significant acts in their time God establishes a grand rule of love and justice upon the earth 
which is that fourth is in heaven. So we uh, make uh, the Baba unique, uh, the message listening us first to read. It goes uh, to the first book of Genesis. And that's what the Genesis was the first book spoken by Adam when he was speaking to Eve in the garden of Eden. And, um, you know, and this is how Adam talked. He said, uh, uh, he said, first, <laughs> when God created the seven earth, he says, as you can see, as you don't see, the earth was a uh, soup. It was, uh, he said it was nothingness, but a body of emptiness or a inky blackness. Um, you know, he was hungry. God, uh, spirit brooded like a bird above the water abyss and, uh, uh, Genesis chapter uh, 3 verse 5 says God spoke light and light appeared and when God saw that the light was good he separated light from dark and God named the light day and uh, he named the dark night and then the, it was evening in the morning of day one uh, uh, he spoke to Eve and he said God spoke he said sky the middle of the water separate the water from water so that's how adam spoke to his concubine in the darkest hours of his trouble and nobody knew he had a mind like adam because he cared about somebody he cared about somebody special and that's that's how the heavens and the earth were created god made love to eve 